Welcome to BizBytes, brought to you by Com Together, helping businesses like yours build their brand through telling amazing stories to engage and grow audiences on multiple platforms. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of BizBytes. And uh, I have a fantastic guest with me today. Benita has an amazing story to tell. And uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourself in a minute, but just to say that I just I love the name of her business because it just says it all: scale to impact. That is really what who what what business owner doesn't want that. So, uh, Benita, if you want to introduce yourself formally and tell us a little bit about your business, perfect. Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks for having me here. Yes, so. Um, Scale to Impact, um, I started because of the journey that I went through. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs do that. You know, if I go back 14 years ago, 15 years ago, I was in corporate doing really, really well for others, not for myself, and just realizing, like, you know, why am I here and and being super unhappy with the situation. And so I left the corporate world, started a couple of businesses, sold them, started other businesses. Like I've really been in the online space for nearly two decades. And, um, you know, pre-COVID, we all can remember pre-COVID and post-COVID, right? And so I had a really successful coaching business. Um, but it's because I have a, a strong marketing background and a sales background. And so I spent six days a week marketing, running summits, creating courses, doing like doing everything myself, and then one day a week group coaching. And, um, you know, after COVID, it got harder. We all had to work harder, um, and I was already overextended. Um, and I, you know, I, I eventually, you know, I got to a stage where it was just too much because I was doing it all myself. Um, and I burned out. And... Um, I had to sit back and realize, like, what am I doing? This isn't why I started that entrepreneurial journey, right? It's not so that I could not see my family and I have small kids and work like this and struggle. And so everything changed for me when I made that mindset change and I started building a business where I built a team that could help me run my business, um, so that I wasn't the sole person doing everything myself. And I mean, it was business altering, it was life altering, and that's how I started Scale to Impact. And so I think what sets us apart from most online service businesses and operations and consulting space is that we offer a done-for-you operations service. So we don't step into your business and tell you what to do we actually do it for you so that we can remove the business owner from the daily management of their business and so that they can get back um, their time keep growing but do that without that growth being reliant on them that one single person I, I love that. And I, I so relate to that model. Those that know my business know part of what I'm doing at the moment is helping people publish podcasts. And there are many people in that space that major, nearly all of them are focused on the idea that um, they have a six-week course and they tell you how to do this, this, and this, and assuming that the 
business owner, that's what they want to do. That's not what we do. We do similar to what you do. We come in and we just do it for them. We make it easy. And and I, I love that idea because it, it makes so much sense that if you're wanting to scale a business, the business owner has to get out of it, right? It's it's there's no point them come then you telling them on what they should be doing because one of the biggest things is business owners don't want to let go, right? It's it's they've built this thing from the beginning and they're holding on to it dearly. Like letting go is is huge. And you can come in and just say, right, this is what we're doing. You've agreed to it. We're going to make sure you're stepping away because it's in their own interest to do it. Yes, and I love what you said, Anthony, because, again, yes, the business owner, most of us are entrepreneurs because we can figure it out. But, like, working with you on building a podcast, do you want that to take seven years or 15 years of learning how to do it right so that you get the right results like or work with an expert who's made all those mistakes who know who's got templates who can just get you there sooner so that you get the results sooner and so I think it's just a different level of business owner who knows where they're going and what they want to achieve that also knows I don't want to be a podcasting expert, right? I don't want to be a hiring and team management expert. I'm going to let someone else do that for me. Um, and do it much better than I could have probably done it myself and get better results so that I can move forward, not so that I get stuck in figuring out how. And and I, for me, that's the biggest difference between a successful business owner and an entrepreneur who's striving to be successful. Yeah, and, and, and it's really interesting that you talk about that as well, is that that mindset switch, it's 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 a huge mindset switch for for people to be able to to do that and i guess so so my question for you is is are the people that are coming to you are you having to change their mindset so that they do that or are they like no i recognized it and i need to change my mindset and away we go because that's the battle isn't it is finding those not only finding the right people but making sure they're in that right space yes I mean, mindset is everything with running your business um, and and like the, the role of a CEO of business owner obviously changes over time. So you begin and you're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick, you're doing everything, right? But then at a certain point when your time becomes becomes an issue because one person can only do so much in a day, you need to start releasing. And I mean, when I meet people, uh, and business owners, they're really, they're overwhelmed. They're working 60, 80 hours a week and it feels daunting. And then, you know, I always say to them, and, and sometimes I think, well, I can't grow and scale because I couldn't possibly take on anything more. And, you know, yes, we, we need to show up. And I always say to them, it's far easier being the owner of a seven-figure business then working in the trenches of your six-figure business. And that's a huge mindset shift. And, yes, we work with them. I mean, you know, what, what we do is we step in when a business owner is that overwhelmed and we start systematizing and processing. We start taking away tasks from them. And to give you a clear example, um, we have a client. She's a, a podcast management business, right, and so she manages podcast she works with the um 
the daily putting the the sound bites like doing everything from point a to b she's got 50 clients um at any given stage they go through a program with her and so she's dealing with client queries and people sending like 50 people asking you questions like this link isn't working and so we just went into her email box and we created a client care training manual from that we put together a job description, we hired someone, and we completely moved that out of her space. And also you can imagine she gets far fewer emails. And so what does she do? Oh, I need to write copy for this, right? And so we need to step and say, no, 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 we didn't clear up that space for you to become a copywriter. Let's get a copywriter on board. You need to be focused on growing your business. Right. So, yes, it is a mindset space. And it's, it's like it's always stepping out of your business and going, am I I'm the only person on planet Earth that can get this done? Or is there someone out there that could probably do it better than I can? And that's an ego thing, right? Because most of the time there are people out there that would probably get that specific task or job done faster and uh, much better than you would because it's not your expertise. And it's interesting that as well, because there's also a similar mindset shift. We're saying some people are not going to do it exactly the same way that you have done it. And that may be for better or for worse, but sometimes you need to let them learn so they can take over and they can ultimately be better than you as well, because that's the task that they're focused on day in and day out. Um, you know, and unless you, unless you absolutely love it, then the question is, why are you doing it? And, uh, you know, we, we, it's a hard lesson to learn in business because often you're, you're trying to save, uh, you're trying to save money, you think. Um, but, but, but the actual, the, the switch comes on when you say to people that that's not the case. I, I was having a conversation recently with someone who was spending two hours a week writing content. And I said, well, what do you think you should be paid an hour? And it was like $500 an hour. I said, so you're spending $1,000 a week of your time writing content. Do you think that someone else might be able to do it a little bit cheaper than that? Yeah. Um, Right. So why why are you doing that? And I said that, you know, and just think of it this way that, if you get someone writing the content in that particular case and it creates opportunities to engage with more people, perhaps, you know, to hopefully will generate some new work or some some existing people, suddenly you're growing the business and you've got that hour, you know, those two hours back a week as well. So you can use that in any way. You can go out and you can go out and generate more business or you can go and spend time with your family as as you and I both know how how uh, important that is to have that time. My, my kids are older than yours, but it's, it's um, you know, you don't get that time back that you have with, uh, with your family. Yes, and you say something really important. Uh, you know, I think the reason, another reason why business owners don't think someone else can do it. Yes, I can do it at two hours a week. I can write my own content. It costs me a thousand dollars, but they don't think someone else can do it as well as they can. Um, they've probably outsourced it before and they've been let down 
or they've put a lot of work into training someone to do it and then they leave. And so they go back to, well, I'm the best person to do that. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and I think the trick is, and, and we're talking something as specific as, as content, the trick is, is making sure there are systems in place, which mean you're still using your voice, hence the reason for a podcast. Your voice is still getting out there, but you're not spending the time on the mechanics of it all. Um, you, you're spending your time in, in a very focused environment so that everyone else can do the other bits and pieces. And that's the same with other elements of your business. It's not that you necessarily write, I'm not involved with this at all anymore. Doesn't mean that you can't be involved to some extent, but it's you choose your moments of where you need to be and what you really need to have something, something, uh, some sort of involvement in. And it's not the mechanics of it. It's just that high level stuff to make sure that, you're giving what the business needs. Yes, and systematizing, putting those systems on paper, right, so that when that person that you've trained <laughs> leaves, because in the online space, people leave, they don't stay that long. I mean, the retention online, everyone has lives and everyone's chasing new ventures and pivoting and shiny object syndrome. And so your business will only remain sustainable if you document those processes and business owners always think that they need to be doing that no your team needs to do that as they're doing the work right record their screen put down a couple of steps um and then also keeping those documents up to date that's always and and so that's where we come in we don't as a business owner you shouldn't be doing that you should have someone who's in charge of your operations that helps you to make sure that's in place at all times yeah, and it it is so important, and and I know it's something you know we've spoken about that 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 um you know previously that um uh, you know we do in terms of marketing as well that it's um it is important to have that documented so that you know it's it's not even a case of someone leaving someone can be off sick or someone can be on a holiday or things can happen and so you still need ways that that system keeps operating. In those circumstances, I learned the hard way a very long time ago in business that it's how you respond when things go wrong that is everything and systems make sure that that is going to be in place in the right way because I've seen it go astray um, where the response to something going wrong has killed the business, absolutely killed the business um, because they just made wrong decisions because there was no system to follow and because they were rather too intent on covering something up or you know, uh, trying to do something that they were out of their depth in doing and instead of having the right mechanisms in place to accommodate. Mm. Definitely. Now, um, I wanted to um, get a little bit more of your backstory, if I could as well, because I'm I'm always fascinated by how people get to where they are. Uh, tell me a little bit about the beginning where, you know, school-wise, obviously you're not born in Australia. We can hear that from the accent. So, um, you know, where were you in school and what was the dream of what you wanted to become at that at that point in time? Oh, wow, that's such an interesting question, Anthony. You're taking me back ages. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yes, um, I know as a little five-year-old, um, you know, back then they weren't laptops. We're giving away our age. Luckily, I was born <laughs> after computers. 
But, um, you know, there were typewriters back then. And um, I, I got this little plastic typewriter and my family always says to me, what are you going to be? And so I'm Afrikaans from South Africa, um, which is uh, very close to Dutch. And I always said, I'm going to be a ticket man. And so that is like directly translated as a man who types. And so I always knew I would be in business. It's just always been something that I, I knew I was going to do. Um, and so, you know, throughout my, my studies, I studied in marketing, like I was in business. I was, I started out at an ads agency, then went into market research. And, um, funny enough, when I left the corporate world, I was really unhappy and I wasn't sure about what I wanted to do, but I was young and single and really struggling to find my husband right like my guy like really struggling and so I signed up with a couple of matchmakers I tried online dating like I did it all I was really well versed in dating and um, I paid a matchmaker a large sum of money and she basically stole my money and I was like that's it I'm cleaning up the industry so that was one of the first businesses I started directly out of corporate I opened up a matchmaking business and I did clean up the business. I bought a training kit from the Matchmaking Institute of New York. That did really, really, really well. Um, I later sold that business and I sort of um, transitioned into coaching, got a coaching qualification and moved into um, relationship coaching. And, um, and it's around about at that stage that I made my husband. We've been married now for 13 years. We have two amazing little babies, three and, and eight years old. Um, and so that business, I was in that business for 12 years. I really grew it into like just teaching executives um, how to change their relationship patterns so they could step into really amazing um, relationships. Um, and I, I must say, I mean, that's where I burnt out in that industry um, but I also feel like because I'd been married for so long and now I had kids, like, you know, you grow up, I outgrew the business, um, because I didn't understand what it was like being single anymore. And COVID changed everything. Now all of a sudden people have to date with a mask on and I've got a baby in my arms. I can't go and taste out of what it's like dating with a mask on. And so I just felt really disconnected from that. And so I took a year sabbatical and then I started building um, a business around building businesses. Um, and so that's that's how we are where we are today. The different kind of matchmaking, but it's still matchmaking, right? You're still you're, you're matchmaking in terms of the businesses to make sure that they've got the right people in place so that they can, uh, you know, take the business further, which is pretty much what you do in a relationship, right? You find the right person so that you each take yourself further in your in your life and you're always challenging each other definitely and i'll tell you how like we do not match make operations managers with business owners solely based on qualifications um there is definitely a lot of personality assessment and values um like that's super super important as well as industry experience like we've had people that are perfect perfect match on paper but then we find a candidate that's a better match personality wise 
And we'll always take that candidate um, over the on-paper match that isn't a personality match, just because it's about integrating a team. It's about making sure everyone gets along. Like, you know, you can only go as far as your weakest link. And we've seen that go really wrong with the wrong individual fit. Yeah, I totally understand that because I think you could, as you say, you can on paper find the best person in the world at a given at a given occupation, but if the business is move wants to move it one direction, and they want to move at a fast pace in another direction, no matter how good their skills are, it's just not going to work. And uh, you know, and sometimes it can be age can can play a real factor in that as well. You know, I've worked in in office spaces in the in the past where um, there have been a group of us that have been around the same age, you know, children and all of those kinds of things playing into the cast, into this situation. And then you've got someone who's really quite young in there and it can, the dynamic can really shift because suddenly you're having conversations with other people and they're going, I have no idea what you're talking about, what your reference points are. Um, and, and, and it can be really interesting to make that dynamic work. It's not that it's impossible, but you, but the right personalities have to be there to be a willingness to make that work. Otherwise, if you've got this environment where it's this, we're all relating on one level and you've got someone sitting on the outside, no matter how good they are at their job, they're always going to feel like they're on the outside and, and, uh, pulling against you. And, and that's not something you want in any workplace. No, and it's so interesting that you say that because I mean, I come from old school client relationship management in corporate. I used to work in account management and, you know, clients are always right. We always find a solution, make sure you deliver whatever the client needs before they ask for it. So it's a very different mindset. And I'm finding like because I bring young online operations managers into my client businesses. Like I sometimes feel like I need to train them because the younger people are more like, well, the client doesn't want to do it my way. And so I'm like, no, they don't because it's their business. (laughs) And so it's a really a good balance between, yes, there is a right way to build systems and um, you're well-versed in that, but this has also been the client's business for 15 years. And so let's find a middle ground. I don't know if you've found that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's such an important thing to, um, to try and find that It, it is like you said, like a relationship where you make each other better, right? That's that's what a good relationship is about, and and you're constantly challenging and learning more from that. And we we have that in a personal relationship as well as a professional one. And I think it's it it is important to find that right match um, to make that great team. Um, and that's what it that's what it is all about. Now, just before we wrap things up, I have one final question to ask you that I like to ask my guests on the show is. Uh, when clients start to work with you, they they often have an aha moment. So what is that aha moment that clients eventually have that you wish more people knew about before so that they would just come running to you in advance? Well, it's definitely, it has to do with, oh, wow, I don't have to carry this mental workload all by myself. Like, wow. And I don't need to know how to do it. Like I think business owners, entrepreneurs are so hard on themselves 
Um, you know, I have a client who is a physician and he runs a podcast for physicians and he wants to launch a course. And he's like, I don't need to know how to run a course. No one taught me that, right? Um, I was taught how to be a good doctor and that is okay. I don't need to know about all the moving parts of my business because that's not what I'm good at and that is okay. So that's really the aha moment. I don't need to know it all. I don't need to do it all by myself. I can actually let someone else who's really good at this do this better than I can. I think that is a, a fabulous point for business owners. If you are listening in right now, you know, definitely note that down and uh, and and think hard about it because it's such an important point to to realize. And I think most business owners don't realize that until it's way too far down the path and they've lost a lot of time along the way. So the sooner you do, the sooner you can, uh, as uh, your business name says, scale to impact. Um, Benita, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the program. Really appreciate the the insights and the discussion. I appreciate you and everything that you do and your community. So thank you, Anthony. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. And don't forget to tune in to the next episode of BizBytes. BizBytes is brought to you by ComTogether for all your marketing needs so you can build your brand, engage audiences on multiple platforms. Go to comtogether.com.au, follow the links to book an appointment for a free consultation.